Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Outdoors Initiative podcast. Today is episode number four, and we're going to be talking about squirrel hunting. But before we get to that, I just want to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. It's going to be a little belated. Uh, I record these on Sunday nights and uh, either edit them immediately following or uh, edit them Monday morning and get them out there on the air. So it'll be a little belated happy Mother's Day to all. Mother's Day to you all. But just, guys, be sure to thank your mom for everything that they do for you, whether it's support like my mom gives to me for doing these podcasts and writing my articles and things like that. And my beautiful wife who uh, helps raise our kids and supports me and everything that I do as well as much crap as she puts up with and everything. So make sure you do something nice for them, guys, on Mother's Day. So back to what I was saying, today's topic is going to be on squirrel hunting. Uh, We're going to talk about why it's a good place to start if you're a new hunter. Uh, the different types of species of squirrels that are available in the United States, uh, their habits, how to find sign for them when you're out uh, scouting for them, uh, basic gear you need to go out at your first squirrel hunt, as well as some tactics, a uh, little bit on how to skin and clean them, and how to freeze them. And I'm going to talk a little bit about cooking um, squirrels. I'm not going to get too deep into that. Uh, I have a future episode I'm going to do that's going to be a full episode on uh how to cook different species of game so uh be sure on to be on the lookout for that one yep let's get into it guys When people start thinking about getting into hunting, their minds often go straight to white-tailed deer. They are easily the most popular and pursued game species in the United States, and that's for good reason. They're abundant, they're delicious, they're challenging to hunt, and they're a great way to fill the freezer. Um, Not to mention, who doesn't love a good rack hanging on the wall? So I get it. You want to get into hunting, you want to go after deer. However, keep in mind, it requires a decent investment to get started into deer hunting, uh, not to mention a, a rough go of trial and error for most, uh, especially if you don't have a mentor to guide you. Uh, small game hunting is relatively cheap to get started. You'll have a much higher success rate when you get into hunting and will teach you basic skills needed to go after bigger game in the future. Squirrels specifically pose a pretty decent challenge to new and veteran hunters alike. They are abundant, they're easy to process, and they're not pursued as heavily as deer. So most days you will have free reign over wooded areas uh, on days, especially when uh, deer season itself's not in. So you're dealing with a lot less pressure and you just, you have free reign over those woods, guys. You'll be able to get in there. You might run into one other hunter, but besides that, I mean, you can just get out there and do what you want to do. Uh, my, myself, basically being a self-taught hunter, I started squirrel hunting. And to this day, it is still one of my favorite things to get out and do in the spring and uh, late fall seasons, either in between deer hunts 
or right after deer season or rut and stuff is over specifically. Uh, my first squirrel hunt, I, I I didn't have much. I literally headed out with a backpack, some uh, some of my camo on, and my twenty two. It's all I had. I drove out to uh, uh, WMA out in in my area, of Kentucky. Here it was full of oak trees, and uh, yep, yeah, just headed out in there. Bagged a few squirrels that day. Had them gutted up. Cleaned up and everything else by the time I got home, fired up the frying pan and uh, had one of my first wild meals was uh, squirrel. So I love squirrels, guys. Uh, So I said they offer a unique challenge, uh, whether you're a a veteran deer hunter or any hunter in general. They just there's something different about chasing squirrels. Uh, This starting out with small game hunting, it's also a more natural process to lead you to big game hunting. Once you get comfortable taking squirrels and you're comfortable skinning them and cleaning them and preparing them, you'll have a lot easier time when you get into bigger game because the process itself is, is very much the same. You're just kind of scaling it up. There are a few small differences, but for the most part, it all scales up. So it'll make it easier on you in the long run. So let's get into a little bit about squirrels. Most people should know what a squirrel is by this point in their lives, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this specific area. If you're older and you don't know what a squirrel is, walk outside, look at the nearest tree, and you will see one at some point. They are a large rodent-looking-like creature still in your bird seed or dropping acorns on your head. Uh, I do want to touch on a few things about them as uh, I believe it's helpful to know as much about the game you're pursuing as possible. I believe it helps for a more successful hunt. So there are five types of squirrels. There's the red squirrel, gray squirrel, ground squirrel, box squirrel, and flying squirrels. Out of these five, only two are pursued for consumption. Those are the gray and fox squirrels. You can hunt the other ones. However, they're a lot smaller and they're they're a lot harder to mess with and they're not that great to eat. So most people don't even bother with trying to hunt them outside of uh, pest control. Gray and fox squirrels, on the other hand, fantastic to eat. Gray squirrels get their name, obviously, from their salt and peppered colored fur. They can grow up to about 12 inches in length and they have a nine inch tail and they weigh around a pound, a pound and a half. Fox squirrels are the largest species in North America. They can grow up to 27 inches in length with tails up to 13 inches long. And they weigh in around about 2 pounds under the right conditions. Depending on where you are, fox squirrels can be about 3 different colors or combinations of colors. Uh, They're northeast area. They're often a grayish with yellowish belly colored. In the western part of the range, they're gray with a reddish tint to them. And towards the south, they're generally almost solid black, and they have like white stripes around their faces. It's kind of crazy if you ever get down towards Georgia and stuff like that, you'll see black squirrels running around. It's kind of weird. They they make nests to live in. They like to make those out of sticks and leaves, and uh, they kind of resemble a hawk nest, I guess, would be the closest thing I could think of to uh, compare it to. 
little fun tip for you too you can tell how old a squirrel is by the way how well its nest is put together younger squirrels often it's their first time building one they're kind of haphazardly thrown together they'll get blown out of trees and stuff a lot of the times if you see a older nest a larger nest that's sitting up in a treetop and no matter how hard the wind blows or what's going on that nest is staying in there it uh those were made by older squirrels so just a little fun fact tip for it there for you uh squirrels also have a uh, mate generally twice a year they'll have a, a a summer mating period and they'll have a late winter mating period their gestation time is about 44 days and they give around birth to around four to six kits at a time so baby squirrels are called kits and uh those are completely reliant on their parent for about two to three months they're born blind can't fend for themselves at all they also have excellent vision hearing and a decent sense of smell so that's one of the reasons they make them a unique challenge when you get out into the woods because there's a few factors you have to consider when you're going after them a lot of people think it's just pick up a air gun or 22 whatever it is head out after or whatever it's not that simple so that's really all you need to know about squirrel general information, we'll call that. Some of that comes in handy when you start scouting for areas to look for squirrel. You generally want to focus on their staple food sources, which is nut-bearing trees, obviously. They especially like areas that offer a mixed variety of nut-bearing trees, such as oaks, walnuts, hickories, beeches, other types of trees, anything that bears a nut, there's probably some type of squirrel living near it or around it. So when you start scouting, you generally, that's where you want to start. You want to look for a good area of trees, the mixed bunch, get in that type of area. You want to start scanning the treetops. I like to start by looking for obviously squirrels. If I can see them, it's a good starting point. If I don't see anything, I start looking for nests up in the trees. Now, just because you see a nest doesn't mean a squirrel is still actively using it. So if you see a few nests and the trees around you, you're like, okay, good. That's a good sign. Next, you want to start looking for uh, areas with large amounts of chewed up nut husks laying on the ground or old stumps that are sticking up where there's uh, nut husks like scattered across the stump where you can see squirrels have been stopping to have a have their lunch or whatever you want to call it on top of this stump another thing you can do if it's if it's into the winter months and you're out squirrel hunting if you get snow look for tracks uh it's one of the easier ways to do it i mean you can obviously tell which squirrels they're either actively living in or which trees they're commonly used to travel up and down Big, big helpful clue, guys, when you're looking out scouting for them. But the number one thing you can do when you're scouting is get into a patch, and like I said, just watch and listen. Because nine times out of ten, you will hear a squirrel well before you see them. You will hear them gnawing on the side of a, a walnut, or you'll hear them scurrying through the leaves and things like that. So that's your probably most important thing when scouting is just watch closely and listen intently. So now you know where to look for squirrels. What are you going to use to take them? 
the most commonly used weapons to take squirrel is the 22 long rifle and shotguns. Other people have used slingshots, bows, a couple other different ways, air guns. Those are all fantastic. Actually, an air gun, if it's legal in your area, can actually be a little more effective just because they're quieter. But you can't shoot from as far out as you could a 22. So that's why for when you're starting out, I highly recommend getting a 22 or a shotgun. Now, which one you'll use? You can use either during spring and early fall versus uh, late fall and winter. However, there are pros and cons to using each. With spring, obviously you're dealing with a lot of leaves and stuff. And you're trying to search through the leaves to see squirrels up in the treetops, things like that. Also makes it really difficult to spot with a 22 and pop it. So during the spring and early fall, I highly recommend using a 12 or a 410 gauge shotgun. You want to pick yourself up some number five or number six loads. And basically that just means how many BBs are inside that shotgun shell is basically what a number on a, a shotgun shell means but number five number six shot they're bigger bbs they're really good for popping squirrels out to about 30 yards now once all the leaves have fallen things change a bit because when you got the leaves there you got something to help conceal your movements something to help them conceal their movements they're uh when the leaves all fall they get a lot more cautious and obviously they can spot you from probably further away than you can spot them. So that's when a good 22 long rifle comes in handy. Get you a nice scope on one. You can basically just pick them off from a distance is what you're trying to do. You, you want to see them well before they see you. Get them lined up in that scope to get your shot. Now, I'm not a firearms expert, so uh, I was kind of hesitant to recommend any firearms. However, the two main I use which are great too if you're on a budget, is the Mossberg 500 pump action shotgun. I picked mine up from Cabela's for a couple hundred bucks. It's a great shotgun. It came with a, a variety of chokes to go in the barrel. And I love it. I actually uh, put a red dot scope on mine and had it camo wrapped for uh, spring turkey hunting. Works just as good for squirrel. I actually took it out last fall and uh, got a couple squirrels with it. My 22, I have an older 20 bolt action Winchester 22 rifle that uh, I bought off a buddy of mine a long time ago. He just never used it and was trying to get rid of it. So I think I picked it up off of him for, I think, less than $100. I got a 3 by 9 scope I threw on it, and uh, I've used it for squirrel hunting and just general plink shooting or whatever for uh, probably about five years now. It's a good gun. Really like it. You just don't have to spend a lot of money on a, a firearm, a reliable firearm is what you're looking for. You, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to get a reliable shotgun or 22 to really get into small game hunting. Versus if you were to get into deer hunting straight off the bat, you're looking at higher caliber firearms. So you're going to look, be looking at 243s, 30-06, things of that nature. You're going to be spending a, quite a bit more money on for your firearm or a bow, or however else you choose to go with that route when it comes to deer hunting. So, just as I said, just get out there, Mossberg 500, uh, 
Remington 870s, those are all really good, decently priced shotguns. And uh, they're also, especially when it comes to shotguns, guys, they're uh, a multi-species, multi-purpose firearm. You can use a shotgun to take birds, small game. You can even use them to hunt deer if you wanted to. You can get deer slugs to use for them. You're not going to be shooting anything at a distance, but if you just want to get into hunting and you can only buy one gun, I could not recommend getting a shotgun over anything else. Some other gear you're going to want to look at getting into. Nothing expensive, nothing too great. You're just going to want to get a good pair of hunting boots. <clears throat> Obviously, with squirrel hunting, you're, you're going to be doing a decent amount of walking around, especially if you're spotting stock hunting and uh, in thick brush and things like that. So you're going to want a good pair of boots. And if you can afford it, a good pair of gaiters to go along with those. Those do a lot of good, especially if you're walking through some thorny underbrush, things like that. So a good pair of hiking boots, your feet will thank you later. Trust me. Don't skip on out on your hiking boots. You also need a backpack. When you're first getting into it, any backpack will do. I mean, all you're using it for is to maybe clip your small game hanger on it or carry extra ammo and water and food. That's really all you're going to be using your backpack for. If you don't have a backpack and you're serious about getting into hunting, one you can pick up at a decent price that's good quality is the Fieldline Pro Series Big Game Bag. Love that thing. It's actually the item of the week, and I will tell you more about that towards the end of the show. So backpack-wise, I mean, just something light, easy to use, just putting some extra gear in is all you're doing. Binoculars. People may not think about it, binoculars are fantastic to have when you're squirrel hunting. You can use them to spot squirrels from further distances away just to look for active spots. Maybe a couple of them are chasing each other around a tree. You can just, I mean, the, the binoculars, you should just have a pair of binoculars anytime you're out hunting. There's just so many uses. I mean, you can scout ahead with them. If you think you see a squirrel, but you're not sure, and they're like up in the nook of a branch and you're like man is that a is that a knot on the tree or is that a squirrel Bring your binoculars out take a look and like oh yeah that is a squirrel and see what you can do to lure him closer to you or get closer to him for a shot camouflage camouflage patterns are not absolutely necessary for squirrel hunting however like i said earlier they have very good vision so it helps you can pick up a cheap set of camo pattern clothes from Walmart guys for 50 bucks for probably a couple shirts and a pair of pants. And that's good enough to get you out, get you a set of thermals to go underneath of it. You'll be, you'll be fine for a, a couple score hunts. If it's something you want to get into. You can buy some more expensive camo later on down the road, some better quality gear. If you just aren't, don't want to buy a camo pattern set or you don't want to get a cheap set to start out with or anything like that, if you have any type of dark brown or green clothes, wear those. Those work just as good. Uh, a lot of the times when I'm out squirrel hunting, I have a dark pound, dark brown pair of slacks I like to wear. They're really comfortable and breathable. And then I'll wear like a camo t-shirt. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'll wear a camo t-shirt to go along with that. I'm good. I'm, I've gotten a decent amount of squirrels wearing both of those. I'm not going to go full-blown turkey camo for some squirrels, but yeah. So camo pattern, it helps, not absolutely necessary, but get yourself at least some dark colored uh, brown or green clothing to wear. 
Okay, so now you know your target, you know where to look for them, and you have the gear to pursue them. Before we move into tactics, I do want to take a time to, on on firearms, when you pick one out, don't just go straight out into the woods with it and try to start plinking things in. You're going to want to sight it in, and you're going to want to know what your firearm's capable of at different distances. So if you pick up a shotgun, you're going to want to take that out, set yourself up some pie plates, start at about... Set one up at 30 yards, set one up at 20 yards, set one up at 10 yards. Shoot those loads out of your shotgun. See what your spread's like at each distance. That's going to help a lot when you go to actually shoot at a squirrel or other small game or anything in general, really, to know how far that spread's going to be. It helps you know where you're going to want to aim at on that squirrel to put the most BBs into it that you possibly can for a quick kill. Same thing with the 22. Set yourself up a target about at least 50 yards out, and you want to be hitting nice tight groups. I mean, you want small groups, guys. I mean, you're, you're aiming at the back of a squirrel's head with a 22 on a scope. You want to be able to hit a, I would say almost take a, a Coke can, flip it upside down, or flip it on its side to where you're shooting into the bottom of that Coke can. Be able to put a 22 round into the center or close to as close to center as you possibly can consistently into the bottom of a Coke can before you take it out in the field and try to take any game with it. Just this is what I'm saying. Just know your capabilities as a shooter and know what your firearm's capable of. Cause you don't want to get out there and wound animals or anything. You 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 want to do a quick clean kill as best you possibly can. So that's all I have on the gear part there. Now we're going to get into some tactics on taking squirrels. You have your spot and stock method and you have your still hunting method. There's pros and cons to both. And just like with firearms, each one's better suited for a different time of the year than the other. Uh, regardless of which way you take, remember that squirrels are most active early in the morning and into the evening. So you want to get into an area earlier. This will give you an edge by catching them off guard when they first start coming out of their nests and give you a good opportunity to get some uh, some easy squirrels off the bat before you get a reset. So generally, I'd like to slip in. If I'm going in the mornings, most of the time is when I do like to go squirrel hunting. I like to get out there before daylight. I know scouting area in advance, know where some squirrels, some possible nests at. I try to get in as close as I can, and basically I, I'm almost ambushing them when they come out of their nests. And when you do that, though, even if you get there, get there as daylight comes, just find you a good spot, stand there next to a tree, and just be quiet, watch, listen. Let everything become acclimated around you, and you're just listening. Listen for them first coming out of their nests. They're going to be scurrying across trees. You'll hear their claws going across the trees. You hear them scurrying across through the leaves on the ground and just look for those moments. And that's what I said. A lot of the time you'll, you'll pick one off and you'll get one right out the gate and that will be your easiest squirrel of the day. After that, it's going to be a lot of, I mean, you're using a firearm. It's loud. You're going to alert them. And then you're going to basically be, you're going to take a squirrel or two and then you'll be either moving on to another area or you'll have to reset and wait for everything to calm back down and wait for the squirrels to start coming back in again. So stock hunting is best when leaves are still a factor. 
Basically, you're doing exactly what I just said. You're listening and watching for where a squirrel is. And if you hear one chewing on a nut and it's like, say, 40 yards out in front of you. It, during springtime, I'm mostly using a shotgun. So I'm going to have to get within range to get my shot on that squirrel. To do this, I'm going to want to try to keep as many trees between me and my target as possible. This will help conceal my movements. So I'm going to keep an eye on where that squirrel is. At the same time, though, you want to keep your peripheral vision going. You want to keep scanning because there may be another squirrel in a, in a tree that pops in that's closer to you. You don't want to be focused on that one that's further out when you have an, another one that just popped in closer. Not only that, if he sees you first, he's going to start barking and alert all the other squirrels that, hey, something's up. Y'all need to get out of the area. So that's really all you're trying to do. You're, you're spotting your target and you're going to cautiously and slowly walk towards them. Remember, you're, you're not trying to bum rush squirrels. You're stalking them. So like I said, be cautious. Watch where your foot placement is. Try not to step on any twigs and or crunchy leaves to draw a lot of attention to yourself and keep those trees between you and them and use them to your advantage. You want to move from tree to tree as slowly and quietly as you can. Get within range, wait for a good clean shot, take your shot. Now, this is especially, I guess, more true in springtime. It, it happens in the fall as well. In the fall, you're doing a, a still hunting. We're getting into that in a second. But if you're stalking up on a squirrel and it busts you, keep an exact eye on where that squirrel runs to. A lot of the times, they'll either stay in the tree and they'll just run around the back of it or find somewhere to hide. Or they'll jump into the next tree over and... Do the same thing. Keep an eye on exactly where you stop seeing that squirrel, where it, it quote unquote vanishes to. When this happens, carefully approach whatever tree, the last tree you saw him go to. Scan that tree up and down. Look for squirrel nests, holes they could have jumped into, anything like that. If they get into their nest first, just ride that squirrel off, write that squirrel off. You're, you're not getting them out of that nest. Under no circumstance, if a squirrel gets the jump on you and gets inside his nest, do not shoot into a squirrel nest under any circumstances. It's tempting to do. A lot of new hunters want to do it. I get frustrated sometimes and I want to do it. Just in my head, I'm just like, man, if I, if I could get a good enough shot on that nest, I bet you I could spook him out. Or I could pop him and he'll fall out of the nest. It's not going to happen. Low, low, low percentage that will ever happen. And more than likely, you're not blowing that nest out of the tree or anything else. So under no circumstance should you ever shoot into a squirrel nest. Now, if there's no nest in the tree, start scanning that tree up and down as best as you can. Look for the flick of their tail, guys. Their tail is their number one giveaway. They have a, just a nervous flick they do. They can't help it. They'll be flat pressed up against the back of a tree. You just you kind of work your, slowly work your way around the tree. Just kind of peek around it. You'll see that tail flicking. If you don't see them pressed flat up against the tree, doesn't mean they're not in that tree. Start looking through all the little, little crooks and crannies and everything else that's up in there. 
and eventually you will see them unless they've just completely hauled ass and they're just completely gone out of the area. Now, your goal here is you want to sneak around the tree enough to where you can get a shot on them. If that fails, if you, every time you work around a little bit, they spot you and they start working themselves around the other tree, they're going to try to keep that tree between you and them as best as they can. If all else fails, back away off that tree, find another a tree that's close to that one, be completely quiet, stop moving, just have your gun at the ready and just lean up against that tree you're hiding next to and wait. A lot of the times they get nervous or curious and they want to see where you're at, what happened to him, where'd he go, is he still here, is he gone? They'll start working themselves back around that tree and they'll eventually give you a shot. And sometimes they won't. Sometimes, I mean, they'll, they'll stay where they are. Squirrel's patience is incredible. They will outlast yours. Just remember that. So, I mean, don't waste too much time on one squirrel. There's plenty more in the woods. But that's basically how spot and stock is going to work. Now, after the leaves fall, tactics change. It's a whole different ball game after there's no leaves on the trees anymore. This is when still hunting comes into play, and the 22 rifle goes a long ways to helping you get more squirrels for your bag limit. Movement's way more easily detected. You don't have the trees hiding your or the leaves in the trees hiding your movements as well as they did. There's a lot of leaves on the ground, so you're gonna be making a lot more noise. So basically you want to have a 22 and you're trying to spot them at a distance before they spot you. And remember, a squirrel will see you well before you see it if you're not careful. So you want to sleep and in, slip into an area, even if that means spooking a few squirrels in the process. They'll run, they'll jump in, they'll hide in their nests, but you find yourself a good tree to lean up against, slide down it, sit on your butt, just have your rifle there at the ready. Start scanning those treetops. Scan the ground, especially in the fall and into winter, because them squirrels will be, there's all the nuts have fallen out of the trees. They'll be down on the ground a lot looking for those ones that are still good to eat. So scan everything carefully, being quietly and as still as you possibly can be. Eventually, those ones even you spooked, they'll make them worry back out. They'll go back to looking for nuts or doing whatever it was they were doing. That's all you're doing, though. You're just sitting and you're waiting. You're wanting the squirrels to come to you. Generally, I will sit in one spot for roughly an hour. If I don't see any squirrels or anything going on or if I hear some action going on further away from me i'll finally i'll get up and move and reset locations a lot of times too if you find a good spot you may not have to move you'll pop one squirrel they'll freak out for a minute you sit back in a lot of times especially when they're looking for food especially in the winter time they'll they'll go back to doing what they were doing within 10 15 minutes they'll try to figure out what the hell was that what was going on and then they'll go back right back to doing what they were doing that's ideal scenarios. A lot of the times, though, you'll be sitting in one spot for a while. You might get one or two squirrels out of it. Then you'll have to change spots, move on to the next one. After you get your squirrels, you're heading back to your truck. You got a nice bag limit. Like here in Kentucky, our bag limit six squirrels a day. So let's say I got a nice bag limit six squirrels. Happy, excited going back to my truck. Next comes the process of skinning, gutting, and quartering those squirrels up. All you really need is a knife to do any of this. Good sharp knife. 
However, I highly recommend picking up a good pair of game shears. Game shears are just one of those invaluable tools, especially when you're doing all this stuff. You're going to be cutting feet off. You can use them to gut with and snip heads off, depending on what you're hunting. I mean, I've used them for everything from squirrel to quail. I mean, they're just an invaluable tool to have. But there are two techniques for skinning squirrels. The first technique, you're going to take your game shears or your knife, if that's all you have. You're going to cut all four of their feet off. After you cut their feet off, you're going to take your knife or your shears, and you're going to cut a small slit about the center of their back, just enough to get your knife under. And you're going to take that knife, and you're going to work it just under the skin. You don't want to puncture anything or cut into the meat any. Just cut that skin in a full circle all the way around his body. After you do that, you're going to take your fingers and you're just going to carefully work them until you can get them underneath the skin of the squirrel on both sides of that circle you just cut. You're just going to pull opposite directions while you're doing. It's called the the, the pants in and their shirt in is what we call them. So you, you pull the pants and the shirt in opposite ends of each other and basically it'll just slide the front end right up to his head. You'll pop his front feet out and you'll slide the back end over towards his tail and you'll pop his rear legs out. Once you do that, just pull it up to the tail, snip the tail off, snip his head off. You got yourself a clean squirrel, skin squirrel. The other technique to that is the, uh, I guess we'll call it the tail skinning method. <laughs> I've done it this way a few times too, especially when I'm in a, a, a hurry. This way works a little quicker. Same thing, cut all their feet off. Now you're going to take your knife and go just above their anus to the base of their tail in the back. And you want to cut through the skin just enough to break their tail free without actually ripping their tail off their body. You want to still keep the rest of the skin attached to the tail as much as you can. Once you do that, you're going to find a good hard piece of ground or if you have a cinder block or something around in the back of your truck, Put their tail in, put their tail down, step on their tail, grab them by their back legs, and just slowly pull up. It will pull the skin all the way down to their front legs, and you can reach down, pop their front legs out, lift up a little more, and it'll pull the skin up to their head. Take your game shears, snip their head off, and then hold the front of their body and use your fingers just to grab the what's left of the skin on the back of the legs and the tail there and pull it down, pull the back legs out and the tail and everything you've already broke loose. It did just all pull right off and you got yourself a skin squirrel. So they're really easy. The first technique also works for rabbits. So if you get yourself a rabbit while you're out one day, you can skin a rabbit the exact same way as you can a squirrel. The uh, tail technique is generally for squirrels only though, obviously <laughs> I don't think you're stepping on a, a cottontail's tail and doing it that way. I don't think it'll work too well for you there. So now that you got them skinned out, you got them laying there on the bed of your truck, you got to gut them. Gutting, simply take your knife or your game shears, start their anus, and you just want to slowly get it up in there. You don't want to puncture any of the organs. Just cut a slit from their anus all the way up to the uh, front where you cut their head off. Guts basically just pop out. You can just stick your hand in there, grab them all out, pull them out, throw them to a pile on the side. If you want to take some of their organs out, you can. I generally don't on squirrel and stuff. 
but it's a possibility if you want to eat the heart and liver and what, go for it. Waste not, want not. Quartering them up, it's just as easy. You're going to take your game shears, go between the hip joint on the rear legs, and just snip those back legs off, snip the front legs off at the shoulders. And then all you're going to do, you're basically trimming up what's left of the body there. So you just want to go to the base of the hip bone, snip that back end off, and then just make yourself a quick cut on the front where you snip their uh, head off just to clean it up. And that's it. You got yourself a nice quartered up squirrel ready for the frying pan when you get home. Now, when it comes to freezing, if say you get home, you don't want to eat them yet. Say you only got uh, one or two squirrels. You want a bigger meal, so you want to save them. Freezing them is really simple. There's nothing special you got to do. Just make sure they're they're washed good. You got any uh, hair off of the meat, stuff like that. You want to rinse them off good. Make sure they're good padded dry. Just get yourself some thick freezer bags, Ziploc bags. Put your quarters in there. Throw them in the freezer. A lot of the times you can use one bag for multiple ones. I mean, you get another squirrel, say, a couple days later you go out again. You get two more squirrels. Just pull that same freezer bag out. Unzip it, toss your clean quarters in there again, zip it back up, throw it back in the freezer. Generally, I, I don't, I, most of my squirrels don't make it into the freezer. I eat them well beforehand. I like fresh meat, especially after I get a squirrel. Now, if it is something I am planning on doing where, say, I want a big old mess of squirrel, fried squirrel legs, like I'm eating chicken wings, then I will save them uh, until I get about probably six to ten squirrels then i'll make a big mess of them to eat but other than that most of the time mine don't actually make it to the freezer so say you are like me though and you get excited when you get home and that was your first kill and you're you're ready to enjoy your first wild meal as a new hunter completely understand it got a recipe for you just one quick recipe like i said i'm planning on doing a whole podcast episode on my favorite wild game recipes so I just wanted to give you one though, that if you got home and you wanted to make it one way, how would I do it? And my favorite way is buttermilk fried squirrel legs. Now, depending on how many squirrel legs you have, this recipe will vary a little bit. I'll leave that to your discretion. But say I got a good, nice bundle. Say I got about six squirrels worth of legs. You're going to take yourself two cups of buttermilk. About two to three cups of all-purpose flour. You're going to mix in a little bit of baking powder, about a teaspoon, a pinch of salt, about two teaspoons of garlic powder, and probably another teaspoon of black pepper in there. Add any other spices or anything else as you'd want them, but that's all I really use. Then you want to get yourself a, uh, drop your squirrel legs into that buttermilk, let them soak in there for a little bit. Then you're going to get yourself a pan, get it set on the stove, and you just you don't want a whole a lot of vegetable on the pan, but you want a good at least half inch to uh inch of vegetable on that pan. Unless you got a deep fryer. I got a deep fryer I like to use when I make mine. So but you want to get that oil nice and heated up. Then you're going to reach in. Grab your squirrel legs, roll them in that flour, and just carefully drop them into the pan. Cook them until they're cooked all the way through. 
It will smell and it tastes almost like eating chicken wings, guys. Not even joking. One of my favorite ways to make them is just doing something simple like that. There are a bunch of recipes available. Uh, Steve Rinella actually has a similar recipe to the one I was just talking about. He does his buffalo style. So uh, I have it. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, maybe if I, after I try the recipe, I'll let you know how good it is. But uh, that cookbook in itself, if you haven't or seen that, if you're a new hunter, uh, Stephen Ranella's uh, Meat Eaters cookbook, look it up online. Uh, maybe I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Fantastic cookbook. It's got a bunch of recipes in there. And not only recipes, but it shows you how to break down wild game, how to quarter them up, gut them, everything. So it's definitely a good book to pick up, especially if you're uh, a new hunter. And you're looking for new recipes to try. So that's all I got for squirrel hunting today for you guys. Uh, now I'm going to get into my new segment, which is going to be an item of the week. Uh, every podcast, I'm going to pick an, a piece of gear that I use uh, that will more than likely go along with the, the topic of that day's podcast. For this week, I chose the Fieldline Pro Series Big Game Bag. I've had that backpack for at least the last four, maybe five years. I've used it for just about every hunting outing I've gone on, whether it was uh, for, for turkey, deer, squirrel, rabbit, doesn't matter. I've carried that bag on me. The main reason I like it so much is the bottom of the pack where your waist strap is actually detaches off of it and can be used as a separate fanny pack basically and that fanny pack also has your water bottle holders so if you're just going out to scout and you don't feel like dragging your whole backpack along there's enough room in there you can put your water bottles pair of binoculars uh, some snacks and you got everything you need just for a quick scouting trip the backpack itself is 32.4 liters and you could use it for an overnight trip but beyond that, depending on how much gear you're taking out with you, or this was said, depending on the species you're going out to hunt, it works great for me as a day pack. I can fit everything I need in there for a deer hunt. Uh, if you were going to do one overnight trip, you could fit your clothes and everything like that in there and you'll be good. But uh, anything longer than a day, you, you're probably not going to have enough room to keep all your clothes and gear and everything else you need. Like if you're going on a say three three day elk hunt you're not going to be able to fit everything you need in that bag you're gonna to have to definitely upgrade to something more suited for backpacking at that point but i love the bag it's tough i've had it out in every type of condition from uh, high winds and rain to just i mean sitting out in the sun waiting for a turkey to walk in it's got multiple compartments in it it's easy to keep your stuff organized and if you want to add some extra uh Molly pa pa pouches, it's got all kinds of spots on there for you to add those in as well to expand your bag out if you wanted to. So that is my pick for the item of the week. As always, if you have any questions, comments, uh, feedback for the show, or you possibly want to be a guest, you can email me at alex at oipodcast.com or outdoorsinitiativepodcast at gmail.com. I will respond to either one of those. And you can always go over to the website itself and fill out my contact form. While you're there, don't forget, I've got a lot of good articles up on the site right now from 
fishing reel maintenance to actually writing up a three-part series of this podcast into an article format. So if you have a buddy that wants to get into squirrel hunting with you, but he's not into podcasts, send him over to the website. Uh, it's just said it'd be a three-part article breaking down everything we've talked about today so they can give it a read. Squirrel hunting's fun by yourself, guys. It uh, can be a lot more effective when you have two people if you have the right two people working together. On a final note, uh, I am talking to uh, a few future guests that are going to come on the show uh, to talk about everything from fishing to uh, picking out some first camping gear. So I really can't wait to get those guys on here. I'm really excited to have my first guest onto the show. With that, tight lines, happy hunting out there, guys. Get out this weekend and enjoy the outdoors. Have a good one.